Blog Talk Radio. Global Media's radio broadcast, and we have our wonderful host each Wednesday, who is Cindy Perlman. Cindy, you always bring us such incredible information, most of the time from the entertainment industry, but this is actually part two of a discussion regarding lessons that we learn from our pets, and it's been quite exciting. Um, We also have a special guest joining us today, Dr. O'Sullivan, who is Cindy's vet. Um, is that for her animals, and I'd like to welcome both of you. Good morning. Good morning, Gail. Thank you so much, and I'm so excited that we have Dr. O'Sullivan, you guys, because I, I'm just going to say it. I mean, she saved my dog's life, and she <laughs> saved my dog, Cody, who was 13 when she met Dr. O'Sullivan, and we never would have got a precious two and a half years more great quality years from Cody if it wasn't for Dr. O'Sullivan. Well, Cindy, you are you are you are very very gracious, and good morning. Uh, very nice. I'm very very happy to be here, and good morning, Gail, and thank you very much for this opportunity. Well, we'll look forward to having you back on our TV broadcast as well. We've got callers standing by with questions, you know, following up from last week's discussion. So, Cindy, let's um, take us back to how you met Dr. Sullivan and what the circumstances were. And then, Dr. Sullivan, if you could share with our audience, you know, your specialty and, you know, just give us some background here, and then we'll start taking calls. All right. Well, my situation was uh, three years ago when I first moved to Nevada, my dog Cody, who was then a, a, about a 12-and-a-half-year-old German Shepherd, perfectly healthy, just passed out one day. And, and when she stood up... It was odd. She it was like she couldn't get her equilibrium. She I, I could tell she was dizzy. Her eyes were not focusing, and the world seemed like it was spinning around for her. So I brought her in to a different vet, and they said that she had an attack of what they call old dog syndrome. And old dog syndrome is also called vestibular disease. And basically, they said, well, you know, it's kind of like dog stroke and kind of not like it. We don't really know. And some dogs get it and some dogs don't. And I was given a lot of advice at that time by a different vet team saying, well, Cody's old, so just wrap it up. You know, she's old and just get a new dog. And and I, I mean, I was just beside myself. And Cody did recover with their care from vestibular a little bit. She stabilized, but she came home. She was barely walking and that's when friends told me, look into some dog acupuncture. And that's all I thought I was going to do. But just it was such a blessing. I found Dr. O'Sullivan, who completely turned Cody's older age life around. And i got to say, the first thing Dr. O'Sullivan, who came into my house, told my whole family was, this is ridiculous. Cody's old. Yeah, she's older. But Dr. O'Sullivan said, age is not a disease. And, you know, within reason, we're, we're not going to do anything that's going to hurt the dog or cause her stress, but we're going to do things to see, you know, if the dog will rebound. And she rebounded amazingly well. And she even had a second attack of this horrible disease and rebounded from that. So 
I don't want to, this is what we talked about last week, but Dr. O'Sullivan changed Cody's diet. She put her on a lot of natural meds. She changed everything about her life. And I only wish I would have met her so much earlier so Cody's entire life could have been on these healthy things. So I'm going to just shut up now and let you guys, because I'm sure callers are really dying to to talk about their situations. <laughs> oh, Cindy, you're just too kind. Um, well, um, let's see here. I um, am a Purdue-trained um, doctor of veterinary medicine on top of some other things, and I was in a very traditional practice for quite some time, and then I had a a very sad family event, and my father passed away, and I watched him over the course of many, many months being treated in a very Western way, you know, an organ here, an organ there, a disease here, an infection there. And um, I would then go back to work and find myself and my colleagues kind of doing the same thing. And then when my father passed, I, <laughs> I'm i not sure if you call it an epiphany or a lightning strike or something, but one day I just said, well, I be frank, I just said, that's crap. I said, there's got to be something better. So I found the International Veterinary Acupuncture Society, went to their training, and met the most glorious people from all over the world that just got outside the box and learned um, how to do some acupuncture, a lot of hands-on, a lot of open-minded thinking, lots of herbals, lots of food management, and slowly started to implement it into my patient load. And then I went out on my own. And that's where I was when I met Cindy. And I've continued to do it ever since and have since moved to uh, Prescott, Arizona. And I just love what I do. And Cindy's 100% right. Age is not a disease. It just isn't. We just deal with each creature as a very, very individual that just might need some help. Well, a couple of questions have coming, are coming in and the board is filling up. Um, <laughs> one of the the email questions that just came in, actually from Australia, is oh um, what about the pain associated with acupuncture in dogs? Uh, the, is there the pain actual, associated with it? If, there, um, if the animal is, is in pain in the beginning, whether it's very, very, very tight, you know, from trying to compensate or being uncomfortable in the first place, I use a lot of massage or laser or... Um, pain management and or um, uh, herbal fashion or continue to do their Western medications until we can get them comfortable enough with me in a situation to start slowly putting needles into places that are very palatable. But the needle placement itself, they're very, very fine-tipped, very, very small, and most of the time you can get them right in there uh, in places that are very that have a lot of impact without much reaction. And if the if my patients are too painful or too tight or too anxious, I just work on them with my hands and acupressure and some herbal management and sometimes laser to get them comfortable enough where doing the acupuncture does not add to their stress. Well, another question from Seattle, Oregon, and we'll start taking the calls in just a moment. The listeners, you can phone in directly and talk to Dr. O'Sullivan and to Cindy at area code 347-215-6138. That's in the United States, 347-215-6138. And also text and email your questions to sylviaglobal.com, and we can see your questions come up. Another question that you have is what can someone expect when they take their dog or and does it work for cats as well? 
Can you say the end of that question? I'm sorry. Didn't, I couldn't hear it. Um, the question is, what can we expect when we take our dog or cat in for acupuncture? I think I'm thinking that maybe they're asking, you know, is there, are there, and Cindy, we talked about this last week too, so I'm going to just take a guess here. Um, do they need to have an x-ray first? Does it take multiple no. treatments? Um, no, no. Um, what can be expected? Um, each, each, I'm guessing each practitioner is, uh, of acupuncture is quite different, and most of the time when you're going to have an examination focused on traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture, the practitioner will start from the beginning with many questions, uh, another physical exam, a lot of history. If you have x-rays or you have other things previous, that's nice, it's helpful, but we learn so much by asking questions and physically being with our patients and doing our acupressure points and such. Um, yeah, each creature is going to take a different um, amount of time based on their situation, but coming into an, uh, an initial office appointment doesn't actually require um, other diagnostics, you know, like blood work and x-rays and those types of things. They're nice and helpful, but not necessary in my opinion. But each practitioner might have different requirements. I would just call and ask. But we want to make sure that our acupuncturists are licensed veterinarians and that they have some sort of formal training. And then they, they set their own um, standards. How would how would we go about finding a Dr. Sullivan in our you know respective communities? Um, Someone who treats in this approach. In in the in the United States, um, there is uh, you can of course I guess Google it and those types of things, but um, you can go on the IVAS I V A S, which is stands for the International Veterinary Acupuncture Society, and put in your zip code, and they'll let you know who's closest to you that is certified with them. There's also the Chi Institute um, does certification for veterinarians. Um, and then if you can't get an answer online, I would simply call them um, and see who might be in your area and practicing. Um, and that is about the best resource that we have here online. And then if not, you can just uh, make a phone call. And if you'd like to get a hold of me, that's fine. I could do my best to try and find one in your area. That will be fine. Great. We're going to take a call. Oh, Cindy, were you going to say something? I just wanted to say, too, I know someone asked about pain. And and Cody had no pain. In fact, uh, Dr. O'Sullivan had such a just soft way with her that she really looked forward to Dr. O'Sullivan came to her house twice a month, and Cody looked forward to it. I mean, it was almost like she was going to her little spa visit because she would <laughs> lay down, she would relax, and, you know, she didn't flinch when she put the needles in, no, nothing, you know. I was worried about that, too, the first time. But there was, no, you know, she just laid there for half an hour. We, I laid on the floor with her and kind of rubbed her head, and it was actually a really pleasant time, a relaxing time for her, too. You know, Cindy, I started to input some of the suggestions, many of the suggestions that you've given with our dog who has um, back pain, and we're not sure was that the start 
try, you know, become concerned about it when um, you started sharing your experience. So the fish oil and the glycosamine. You know, that is what my traditional vet put me on, and Dr. O'Sullivan switched us to a product called uh, Duralactin that she can tell you guys more about. But I saw a dramatic, amazing change in Cody when we went on the Duralactin. And Cody had arthritis in her later years besides her other issue. But she had a touch of arthritis, not terrible, but she re- it really changed how she ran around the house. So I'll let Dr. O'Sullivan tell, tell you a little bit more about that. Let's take a caller. Uh, Mark, are you there? Yes, I am. Hey, I have a question about the... Uh, uh, you're going in and out, Mark. We can't hear you. Uh-huh. I wanted to see what the price range was for treatment. Did you say price price question? Repeat your... The price range? The cost? For treatment? Oh, the cost you... associated with treatment? Yeah. Are, are there costs um, range or um, that you can suggest, um, Dr. Sullivan, or that you can reference? Uh, I'm sorry. Are you asking about how much the cost is for acupuncture treatments? Yes, I guess the okay. cost, the range. Mm-hmm. Um, that that definitely will vary from practitioner to practitioner, and if the uh, veterinarian is doing acupuncture is within a bigger hospital, um, that'll be mandated by that practice. But individually for myself, the initial consultation uh, is up to about two hours, and it's about you know, 100 or $150, depending on what we do. And then the follow-up acupuncture treatments range between 50 and $70, depending on what we do, and that does not include product, you know, if we're going to be adding product on top of it. But each practitioner in each area of the country is very, very different, very different. But it's usually a little bit more expensive than a normal um, traditional veterinarian uh, office visit. Uh, we have another caller. Hello, um, Dana, are you on? Yes. Uh, my question was more for you, um, when you were first starting to transition to the um, the new medicine approach, um, did you feel that it was there was a lot of support for it? Because I know as a, an American society, we still have that tendency to just go with traditional. Um, you know, how was that transition and getting support from? clients that you had had when you had the traditional medicine and just overall from other physicians? That is a really, really good question, Dana, a really good question. I um, I had a lot of, um, it was a bumpy road, to be perfectly frank with you, and but a lot of support, and I'm a, I'm a firm believer that people do their best within their education and their experience, so a lot of people just don't understand or just have never been exposed to it or just are not comfortable moving away from what's considered traditional. So my practice and my belief structure is uh, called integrated. It's very mixed, and I believe strongly in Western medicine still, especially for emergencies and diagnosis and surgeries. And there are a lot of, there's a lot of good, of course, that comes from Western medicine, but it, in my opinion, can be supplemented, uh, replaced, um, or um, improved upon, let's say, with the information and the skill set that I have now. 
Um, so trying to educate people in a very kind way and trying to give them options and give them information so they can make the best informed decision possible. It's a it's about 50% education and 50% practice and 100% open-mindedness. Oh, one of the questions that just came over also, Dr. Sullivan, for you is from a student, apparently a college uh-huh. student in Minnesota, and she says she's inter- interested in integrative veterinarian um, training. Where uh-huh. what college is there? Where can she go? Look to that in the United States. Ooh, um, there I do know that in the veterinary medical schools, they are starting to offer acupuncture as one of the um, elective courses in a couple of schools. I didn't, don't know all of them, but I would start probably in Colorado and see what they're doing and then literally get online with um, and Google it um, or whatever other service you use. But um, the curriculum adding acupuncture actually as an elective that students can take before they get their doctorate degree is definitely um, starting to to expand. And I would definitely start with a phone call to Colorado or a website check on Colorado because they're very um, accepting and open to alternative medicines. Another question that's come in, it looks like it's actually coming in from New Orleans, uh, is does this treatment, integrative medicine treatment work for all animals. Um, I guess this owner also has horses. Uh-huh. There are no absolutes, and I do believe that it's worth a, a, a try, depending on the situation with your, your four-legged friend and the practitioner. Um, it's, sometimes, it's definitely a process, for traditional medicine, uh, traditional Chinese medicine versus a pill. So we have to be patient when we try it, and we hope for um, timely um, results. But many times it does take a lot of changes and a lot of um, adjustment and a lot of patience. But um, it's definitely worth a try for all creatures, in my opinion. Absolutely worth a try. Absolutely. This is a question for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> What lessons, how, it sounds like what you're sharing and saying, this alternative, healthy, integrative approach to treating our pets, which we love so much, can also apply to how we treat ourselves and oh. other humans. And that Absolutely. you have that epiphany because of a human being experience. And... Talk some more about that, please, and how we can, you know, the mindset that we well, should have when we're looking at our own health as well as those of our pets. Because when it's for me, it's life that we're talking about. You know, it's the quality yeah, you, you of could, life. Uh, you're, you're right. You're right on. You're, you couldn't be more right on target. And um, in much of <laughs> uh, my self-learning process, all of the all of the book smarts, all of the all of the things that I bring to the fore and bring to a patient, bring to a client, it, it comes face to face for myself with my own hypocrisy. You know, it's like I'm sitting here with a Starbucks coffee, or I'm driving around Vegas, or I'm not treating my own body well, or I'm not taking a stress break, or I'm not being kind to myself, and it's it makes 
for me, it makes me just stop and start laughing at myself. It's very humbling. And the way that we can treat ourselves and everything around us, be it stranger, be it friend, be it family, be it four-legged, fuzzy, feathered, it treating us as in a creature in and of itself, but then also part of everything that's around, be it the weather, the food, the environment, the stress, those types of things, um, and not taking anything too seriously, because knowing that it can all change at a moment's notice, and just trying to be joyful and spread that to all of our friends, and whether that's in medicine or exercise or food choices, which I think are monumentally important, um, you're exactly right that we we can't be a pillar of um, disease or non uh, non healthy habits and then try to spread the opposite message, especially when we're really trying to make for me, I want my patients and my patients' humans to be happier and healthier and feel better every day versus taking two steps forward and four steps back. So you're Gail, you're right on the money. Right on the money. And I'm going to jump in, you guys. i got to tell you guys, I mean, I do this show every Wednesday, but Dr. O'Sullivan sat with me so many days, and she knows I can be a giant ball of stress. And my <laughs> biggest stress was the fact I was so worried about my dog. And the first visit, Dr. O'Sullivan's like, you are stressing this dog out, which obviously I was. And, you know, I was sitting there staring at her and, oh, my God, every little thing. And is, is she didn't eat two morsels today. She didn't pee for the last five. Every little thing I was like, is this an emergency? And Dr. O'Sullivan was like, knock it off. And just calm yourself down. And she said these words. She's like, what gives this dog joy? Is it not watching you freak out? Is it sitting on a – even though she couldn't walk well in the beginning, and then she was running soon, but in the beginning – after this attack, she was like, what gives this dog joy? And I was like, well, you know, she likes to lay in the grass. And she was like, well, then get a blanket. Go lay in the grass. And the other <laughs> thing she loved was ice from the freezer. So she said, yep. go get the biggest bowl you have in the kitchen and fill it with ice. And even, <laughs> you know, not perfectly walking, Cody dove her head into the bowl of ice and ate like 12 ice cubes in front of us. So <laughs> that's the thing, you know. I, I learned, and it helps me personally, too. You know, you can't sit there and just stress out. You are stressing out your pet, and that's bad, too, yeah, especially yeah. if they're in a medical thing. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Very nice, Cindy, very nice. <laughs> very nice. And, and you very probably got a mental case. Come on, you met, when you met me, I was a nut. I've gone through this attack with her. I was, like, you know, just acting crazy. <laughs> Cindy, how, and Dr. Sullivan, how do we enjoy our older dogs? Is it doing um, for adding what Cindy just shared, you know, no matter what stage of life, but when we have an older dog, how does our enjoyment of them get expressed when our real fear and concern is that we may be losing them? Right, right. Um, that That is a very, um, uh, it's, it's a very personal question and a very personal answer, but I'm going to give you mine. They are, um, they are the, picture of um, being very stoic, being very, um, they kind of turn, go in, inside themselves. So the more we can pay attention to them and the tiny changes that they make, like if I'm uncomfortable, maybe I need my food bowl brought to me or raised up, or maybe I need to um, get a massage 
uh, once a week or every other week because I'm not moving. Maybe I need help flipping over in my bed. Maybe I need just minutia, just really small things that they stop doing. If you think, what was my dog doing a year ago or two years ago or what haven't I seen my dog do or my cat do or my bird do recently that used to bring them joy and then Think about ways that we can help compensate for that and help them a little bit, whether it's fresh air, whether it's a breeze, whether it's um, more comfort in their bed, maybe hot, cold, maybe a fan. Maybe try a little bit different uh, food, like a little treats or so, that, and sit down on the ground with them and enjoy them. A lot of hands-on massage, petting, stroking, brushing, those types of things to move oxidative damage out, to move the blood, to move the lymph, to move the chi. That's physical piece of it, but to share your love and your energy with them and pay attention to them when they look at you and when they try to, you know, kiss you or those types of things or when you touch them if they tell you that they're owie somewhere, figure out a way to help them with that just to improve their quality every single day. Vision gets difficult and there's ways to deal with that. Hearing gets difficult Sometimes their teeth get sore because of they, and then we soften up their food or wet down their food or make choices for them that make their existence easier on a minute-to-minute, day-to-day basis. And having your hands on your friend, and for me, I close my eyes and I just feel them, and it helps. And then trying new things very slowly, very softly, and in very small amounts, and you connect with them, you bond with them, and then you find the things that make their day a little bit better, and that's all we're looking for is a little improvement every day. And um, we're scared, of course we're scared, but the beautiful thing we can learn from them is that they're not. They're not. They've been here, they've done their time, they've done the best they can to take care of us, and now it's our turn to take care of them, and we're the only ones in the relationship that are afraid of them going over the bridge. So they can teach us. Wow. Dr. Carolyn O'Sullivan, we hope that you'll come back very soon, very, very soon on Sylvia Global. And I just say one more thing, Gail and Dr. O'Sullivan. I can tell you guys, you know, I'm a journalist with 30 years' experience, and there there are vets and there are vets. And, you know, I would encourage anybody out there, Dr. O'Sullivan is starting a website soon. And it went up today. It went up today. It went up today. Tell yeah, us that, what's, yeah. what's the address, Dr. O'Sullivan? HolisticVetServices.com. HolisticVetServices.com. You All guys write her questions. I mean, it's not often that you, I mean, it just was a godsend to me that you find really a genius person in your life that really makes, that solves it. Because believe me, we went to other people. I've had German Shepherds my whole life. I've had older German Shepherds my whole life. So, I mean, it just, and I know she does phone consultations, which you can guys can find out from the website, but it just, it really changed our lives. I mean, even people in my family were like, just give this up already. And then they would come visit me and they'd be like, that's that same dog who, you know, like, oh, I mean, my friend Sally, I was ready to kill her. She was like, just get a puppy, get over it already. And I was like, and then she came and visited me. She's like, I am so sorry I said that to you because this dog's running around the backyard now. I can't believe it. So <laughs> she was 15, you guys. 15 for a shepherd is crazy. So that's all I have to say. I'm sorry. I'm like Dr. O'Sullivan's biggest fan. Oh, I think she has a lot more fans. 
is it holistic H O L I S T or W H O L I S No no W, just H. Okay, H O L I S T I C Vet Services Plural dot com. Plural. Correct. All one word. Holistic Vet Services, one word dot com. And I'm I'll be there. You guys write a lot of questions to Sylvia. I'll get Dr. O'Sullivan to answer them, and we'll post them on both websites, Sylvia's and Dr. O'Sullivan's. How about that? Sounds wonderful. Thank you so much for being here with us today. You've been listening to Cindy Perlman with Dr. Carolyn O'Sullivan, a holistic vet who actually gave us wisdom and insight for how to live our life, the best life life that we have as human beings, as well as help those of the pets that we love. Have a wonderful week, ladies. Cindy, bye. Thank you. Thank you so much, Gail, for the opportunity. Bye-bye. Welcome.